Hello, welcome to the Pro Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 16. I am the brand with my man, Big Vito T. Vito, my man, it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. You know what that means, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent. Can't complain. We got a little... Hold on a second. Okay. I got breaking news. Uh-oh. The the Targaryens are going to try to buy AEW. The Targaryens? I knew it. <laughs> yep. The Targaryens. Hey, they're buying AEW. Tony Khan is selling out to uh, to the Targaryens. You're, taking over. You're going to have to fill me in on this. I have no idea... I missed this apparently. What is they're the house? They're the house of the dragon. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Game of Thrones, Brandon. Oh, okay. Game of Thrones. Yeah. See, I was going to ask you about this, Vito. This show was the Game of Thrones edition. It's ridiculous. You're obviously. I mean, you you at least know something about the show. I know nothing. Yeah. Like... Target. The new show is called The House of the Dragons, and the the Targaryen is the the name of the family who huh. uh, who are the House of the Dragon. Okay, and it's just so funny. It's uh, just they just kept showing the same clips all night long, and it was just that's the whole thing. I kept thinking of all night long. It's like holy shit, Tony Khan's selling out to the Targaryens all night long. Was... They're like a a royal family in the. The Game of Thrones uh, world, as it were. I was completely zoning out during all that, so I don't know if they played the <laughs> same commercial. They could have played 20 different commercials. I, I wouldn't have really realized at all. I don't know. I just, uh, it's one of those things where I was like so late to the party on the show that I just, you know, just never, never delved yeah. into it. I think it's yeah. probably it's probably good. Maybe one day, I don't know. Well, the show can probably be watched without watching the Game of Thrones because the show House of the Dragon takes place like I don't know, three hundred years before Game of Thrones, something like that. So it's time to get on board. <laughs> yeah, this is a super prequel. Well, I had to I had to renew the HBO Max recently so I could get the uh, Hard Knocks. Uh, you know, NFL training camp show. Oh, you know, oh, yeah. which is which is that. which is awesome, by the way. Yeah, Tyler, they did the Detroit Lions this year, and you know, I'm not a Lions fan at all, but their coach, man, Dan Campbell, he's uh, he's my guy, man. He's a guy you can really believe in. You know, just like some of his diatribes on the show, really, really good. Good What's stuff. What's crazy is. There was a rumor that Tony Khan was going to do a Ring of Honor through some streaming service, and there was talk HBO Now or HBO Max or whatever it is now was yeah. going to be that outlet for Ring of Honor. Then they have the whole House of the Dragon Dynamite, so conspiracy they, theory takes over, Brad. They need to get on some kind of some kind of streaming, you know, besides... Yeah. But I don't know how that... You know, they have the whole deal with the cable companies and then Hulu and then, you know. Need Ring of Honor. That's it's all i whole saying. Just some Ring of Honor. It's a whole deal, but, you know. I don't have time uh, to watch any more wrestling, unfortunately, but I don't know. We'll see. The Targaryens, uh, it fell through. Tony Khan's keeping the company. Sorry, Targaryens. He's keeping AEW. Now they might buy yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars still. We don't know. <laughs> Word's still that, out on that's that. That's still out. Yeah, that's still out. How's it start? Let's see what happens. We'll, we'll Who's be, in charge? Let's throw this out there. CM Punk comes out for a promo. Uh, he calls out Hangman. Hangman doesn't show up. Calls it Cowboy Cowarders. Yeah. Something like that. So that was interesting. Uh, he then shifts Very his Healy. attention. Do you think so? Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very asshole-ish. You know, I didn't really process 
how I felt about both guys coming out of this, but we'll get to that. Um, of course, he he shifts his attention to Moxley. Uh, this his promo, uh, Punk's promo was freaking great here, man. Um, gotta tell you, really good stuff. Just basically all this stuff about how Moxley has never been uh, the number one in any group. He's been, you know, he's not a number one That's guy. Wrong. He's That's a number two or up. three. He's this a number two or three guy. guy. Yeah, third best guy in everything. That means he's the third best guy in BCC, the third best guy in the Shield. Yeah, he alluded to that. That said, was awesome. He said he's the third best Eddie he's ever faced. Yeah. So hold on a second. Let's <laughs> just break this down for a minute. Okay, so and Eddie we, was we the know second he's... best Kingston he ever faced, or yeah, something like okay, that. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let's just go to Eddie's for a minute. <laughs> okay, so we know he's wrestled Eddie Guerrero. Okay, I'm sure that's at the top. Did he wrestle Eddie Gilbert? Like, Ooh, no, what, Eddie Gilbert was gone. I think by okay. What Eddie? Out. I don't know. What, maybe. what Eddie is he putting up there? I don't even know if he would have wrestled Guerrero because Guerrero passed in 05 and he was in WWE his last you know few years. And Punk, you know, Punk might have made it to OVW by that point. I don't know if he ever. Maybe he worked Eddie. I don't know what. Maybe on the indie somewhere. It's possible. I'd have to uh, delve into Who's his, another Eddie. To his pro wrestling database here. That's what I've been thinking about is who's another Eddie. But obviously the other Kingston was Kofi. That took me a minute. Yeah, when you when you're alluding to the. Um, you know, the alluding to the WWE is always a fun. Yeah. A fun and then thing. Then he said that uh, in Chicago, he's he's already beat a, a better John. And I was like, dude, that is messed up. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. And that was an allusion to John Cena. So, you know, yeah, a lot of, a lot of references to uh, the WWE here. I'm going to try to find this out real quick. But, so then he says, then Moxley comes out and he says, you're going to be a while. I'm going to do snow angels. And the first thing that came to my mind was, wow, is ankle not good enough to do jumping jacks the whole time? You're going you're gonna to do jumping jacks on your back? That's what just came to my mind. You know, Vito, my man, I, I maybe I'm just not searching it right, but... I don't, I don't see a, oh, here we go, okay. Maybe this will work. Maybe I'm just not searching the site right, but I know, isn't this great radio? This is, your, hey, you know what, this what we're radio. looking for is Eddie versus, Eddie Guerrero versus CM Punk, if you're just now tuning in for some reason. That you're not watching from the beginning. Okay, I, I used the the big search engine and the small one on this, and it didn't turn back anything, bro. So, all right, well, we're gonna have to look further into that. We'll I don't know what what his reference there was, but yeah, uh, you know, Moxie comes, uh, Moxie. He's got Moxie, kid. Moxley has Moxie, and. He does. Uh, this escalates into a brawl. They get broken up by security. You know, uh, Moxley did a few, you know, said a few things here in response, but he kept it simple. And that was part of his response was that, you know, um, he doesn't need the microphone as a weapon, you know, sort of thing. Just basically conceding the punk that, you know, he's not going to go like word for word with them in a promo, but punk he'll come and fight. That. Says you go ahead and be the heart and soul. I'll be the dollars and cents. I thought yeah. that was a banger. Another great line. <laughs> and yeah. uh, oh, but Punk did one thing here though. Uh, when when Mox was uh, getting into his thing, he like interrupted him in like the middle of it, and uh, didn't let him you know like deliver it like naturally. He ended up just like talking over him or whatever. Oh but yeah, it's yeah. like oh man, you cut him off like right before the best part, and I I could kind of tell that Punk was like, damn it, I shouldn't have done that right there. 
but you know that's that's what you get when you have these like unscripted promos usually i'm not a big fan of them but you know punk was great moxley came out and did great i'm a super fan of unscripted promos because it's, sometimes it's a it car wreck comes though natural sometimes yeah. it's a total car wreck and sometimes you know and it's like i i definitely don't think every promo should be like that but some people really need it you know and i think just some segments move along better when you you know when you have more of a you know more of a set deal but but punk is one of those guys who can pull it off you know not everyone can just be let loose with a mic no basically not but you know enough of that uh so yeah this isn't you know we'll we'll come back to this now hobbs uh has a promo backstage uh, he says he turned on Ricky because he said he was okay with losing and uh, that he always hid behind him. I thought this was really good. That's solid. That's yeah. a solid uh, solid outlook. But then he also says that he's uh, he's not done with what he's talking about and he's going to go look for the factory because they didn't exactly get what he needed done. So he's going to go check out what the factory is doing now. Coming to AEW Dark in a couple weeks. Uh, Hobbs versus the Factory. Handicap match. <laughs> right. Yeah, why not? Ryback it, you know? Oh, gosh. Uh, all right, and then we go into Garcia Danielson, two out of three falls. Okay, hold on a second. Did I skip so, something? No, okay. but uh, I want to start this out for a second. We had a steamboat. As a timekeeper, right? Yes. Steamboat so is a timekeeper. Steam- Jericho on commentary. Yeah, and first of all, before I get to my point, they should have taken Taz off commentary and put Regal on. I know it's the four men you don't like, but it wouldn't make sense to have them on each side. Uh, but we had Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as timekeeper. We had... Uh, Garcia the Dragon Slayer and the American Dragon. And AEW likes naming their shows and likes doing all the things. Why didn't they give this match a name? Like uh, the Dragon Battle or the, you know, the right Triple triple Dragon Fight or uh, Battle at the Dragon Dome or something like that. The it triple, could have been interesting. The Triple Dragon. Yeah. You know, I mean, they brought in Ricky the Dragon. They could have they could have marketed that. Just well, right, and you know, ultimately, and it's just kind of weird to me the way this went down. If they're really going to promote this Dragon Slayer thing, then you know Garcia has he should have he should have kicked Steamboat's ass, but that didn't end up happening. Well, it, for for the reason that we know, at the, I mean. The end of the match showed the reason why he didn't whoop his ass. Well, right. So this, yeah, but this, that's a whole other thing to get into. Uh, also, Vito, my man, I don't know if you noticed, but like the way this match was laid out, um, I really dug it because they started with like the Greco stuff, mm-hmm. and then they went to like the fast stuff, and then they went like physical at the end, and I thought that that was neat. Um, um, the first fall was that, well, maybe it was it the fall. The first, no. yeah, the first was, fall was, was Garcia. The, he, uh, was it the dragon sleeper? Yes. Okay. That move, that dragon sleeper was super impressive. I've never seen really that variation that before. Me neither. Yeah. It had the hammer lock, right? Didn't he have that in the back behind his knee? Yeah. Hand? I've never seen like that. That was so nice. Yeah like uh with the arm on this you know the leg through the arm on the side and all that i've never yeah blew that my impressive. mind yeah just saying that's another dragon in there we're up to four dragons now <laughs> and that the first fall i looked uh checked it out it came up at nine minutes and 30 seconds well it's the, fitting because of the dragon show though so i mean yep. it's a dragon it's all about dragons, dude. The dragon fiesta, baby. 
Next, I, I heard the show is actually going to be renamed AEW Dragons instead of Dynamite. I'm, I'm telling you. It's not a those bad, Dan, not a bad Dan Targaryens, they're taking over. <laughs> um, did you see the the pile driver that Garcia did to, to Danielson right before the... I think it was right before the first fall. Um, um, I thought I, he, I thought he spiked him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Right before the stinger. the sleeper, yeah. Ouch! Yeah, but he it was, was close. He was all right, I guess. But damn, um, I'd not be surprised if that was one of those things where maybe later on they found out that was something. But yeah, it looked like, of course, to Brian Daniels and that poor bastard. Oh man, don't be doing that with him, man. Don't even yeah. don't even have he his should, head anywhere he near. He should never take a pile mat. driver no. or anything close to it. No. I understand he wants to sacrifice for the business. He's one of those guys. Can you imagine but... what Bree did at that time? She oh, probably she probably. Oh my God, yeah, for sure. It's ridiculous. Ah man. Did Stay you? Off uh, his neck. How'd you feel when you saw that blood? <laughs> <laughs> Well, as soon as I it's saw, funny. I was like, "Oh, there's Brand saying blood again." <laughs> well, at least well, I mean, I guess technically this was uh, technically the first match of the show, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, hey, what can you do? You know, hey, there wasn't a lot. It wasn't pouring. You know what I thought was funny is is that uh, Brian uh, bladed or you know got busted open. Whatever happened. Brian bleeds, Garcia bleeds. Apparently, Brian didn't uh, take the aspirin beforehand because it wasn't really flowing uh, like Garcia's was. You know, later on, you know, you got to take that aspirin yeah. so your blood flows like you know a lot more. What's the old the old wrestler trick? But anyway, uh, yeah, no, Garcia gets the first fall. Which I thought it was cool that they put him over strong in that first fall, you know, since he was going to ultimately end up losing the next two falls. Yeah, that seems like the way to do it. Um, Brian wins the second fall by a sneaky roll up at 15 minutes and 10 seconds. That was at 15, okay, yeah. Um, you know, now and then they ended up, you know, everyone ends up bleeding now. Uh, and then, you know, of course, Danielson ends up getting the win. They tease. 25 25 is when the they, match ended. They go another 10 minutes, okay? Yeah. And then there's some extracurricular activity afterwards. If you want to take us through this, Vito, there's, there seems to be some dissension in the JS. First of all, the, the last few minutes of that match was fucking brutal. It's, I don't know if I can use the F on this. Maybe you'll bleep it later. But it was brutal. It was brutal. Like, they just were kicking the shit out of each other's faces. They were rolling around, taking taking turns, kicking the shit out of each other's faces. It was ugly. It was ugly. Well, that's what I'm uh, saying. It it escalated to that physical point at the end, which was great. The sequence. It looked looked so good, and it was brutal. Then... uh, of course, Danielson was, you know, giving him the props, the BCC props, you know, clapping for him and extended a handshake, and it looked like he was going to do it. But the wizard appeared out of nowhere like a wizard does. And uh, it looked like it pissed his boy off. It looked like it pissed Garcia off. So we'll see what happens after that. More dissension with the Jazz. Yep, the Jazz. Your boys might be having some problems. Only that boy, because the other boys later on got pretty nose up the assish with him. Well, so. they need it more, I guess. I think maybe, I don't know, I get the impression after this that they just kind of, they regretted throwing him in there because maybe they just hadn't had the the BCC planned yet, you know, like maybe after further review, they're like, no, he fits in better with this group, you know? So I don't know. Be interesting. I think he, 
I think uh, the the development for his character was good for it. You know, it brings uh, shows that he can do this, and but it also shows that yeah. he has he has the brutality that can just be taken out of him, pulled well, not taken, pulled out of him. Right, it got him out there. Yeah. Um, we get a swerve, glory, and private party backstage hype up promo. Not very really much to this. This, me- this reminded me of something. It took me a minute to remember this, but do you know why this tag team match has uh, implications to it? Not just for the titles. Do you remember Keith Lee's first match in uh, AEW? You're going to have to refresh me, brother. Isaiah Cassidy. It was the Battle Royal. He eliminated him. No, no. His yeah. very first match uh, was uh, the contenders match for the Battle Royal. And it was against Isaiah Cassidy, a one-on-one match. And he, like, I don't remember if it was, like, a pounce or something like that. But he, like, threw Isaiah Cassidy really high up in the air. And he... I don't remember. I don't know if he screamed or he did something, but he made Isaiah Cassidy look like a punk. You have to go back and watch the match because it was pretty much a squash match, but it was a good match. Oof. And uh, and I think that's what this was about because he said something about uh, you embarrassed me once and da 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 da. So go back and watch that uh, Keith Lee debut and see uh, see what that's about. You know. It's, you know, they all mean well and everything, but I don't really buy a private party winning the titles, you know what I mean? So it's like... I do like them. I've always just been a fan. Not saying that they're bad, right? Yeah. But it's just, you know, I mean, that you go into no. this match just thinking... You would think this match would just be a match. You don't really need, like, a a, a promo for it. But, hey, everything needs a promo. Every match in AEW gets a promo. Every match needs a promo. Nothing's for nothing, baby. Nothing's for nothing. And as as every match needs a promo, every angle needs a break apart by security guards. And okay. they do they do another one here with Mox and Punk. Okay, I had a problem uh, with this. Go ahead, yes, please. Okay, Tony Nice. And uh, Smart Mark Sterling come out, right? Yeah. That's what you're referring to? Right. Mox comes out and just trashes them, okay? Mm-hmm. And all this was is to get Mox and Punk separated by security to hype up their match. This could have been done in the back. <laughs> this didn't have to come out to the ring and ruin a Tony Nese, whoever the hell he was going to wrestle, which was nobody. But it's, it's still, it didn't, have to, it didn't have to do that. It could have been done in the back. Like guys, guys, we have a camera crew that needs to go to the back. Let's, let's hurry up. Tony Nese. Show them, show them getting separated, then back to the Tony Nese match. Nese has the worst luck, man. I swear. He does. I don't know what they're doing. Tony Nese, man, he gets shafted. Poor guy. I'm Smart glad he got. Sterling. I'm glad he got hired, but him doing this stuff, this is the like, this is like the, this is the equivalent to the 24/7 title. I was just going to say that. He might as well be back chasing the 24-7 title. <laughs> it's the same stuff. Um, so, but, you know, whatever, man. Uh, you know, he's living the dream. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, what you are speaking about uh, a moment ago, they furthered the Garcia angle uh, backstage, a steamboat. And hey. uh, we found out tonight the steamboat's a BCC guy. Eh, you know. He's got to be, uh, you know, Jericho beat him at WrestleMania once. <laughs> Are we retconning that? You can't have that. We're definitely retconning that. Uh, retconning the AEW? You know, why not? We've used other stuff in the promos. Um, yeah, I always Angela thought that Parker that was an interesting match. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Steamboat drops him. So I thought it was interesting that they went with this, like I was saying earlier. And, you know, because I guess, you know, they're they're doing this Garcia thing, distancing him. 
But if they're going to keep him heel and keep him in JAS, I mean, this is a classic spot. He needs to slay that, slay every dragon he sees. Or else they give it, you know what I mean? They made a whole graphic for this gimmick and everything. So they're yeah. going totally Randy Orton legend killer with it. But well, not. Yeah, I don't know if that's the, the whole idea. I think it's just like that one match, boom, he killed, you know, he slayed that dragon. And he was trying to do it again and it didn't work out for him. All right, but no, it was his gra- it was his whole Titan Tron. Dragon yeah. Slayer. I think it was just for that one match. The, either uh, that or he's going to be in the BCC and Daniel Bryan's going to be this, or Brian Daniels guy's like, this guy is so cool. He beat me. That's how badass he is. I just beat him, but that's why he's in our gang now. So it's like the equivalent of the, uh, yeah, Cody's throne or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I tell you what. And, here we go with this angle, okay? We get the Gun Club versus the Varsity Blondes. Ass this, Boys. Right. The Ass Boys versus the Varsity Blondes. This was basically to just set up this whole double turn. This was unexpected. I did not expect this. I did not yeah, expect what the, heck the was Ass this? Boys to win in 33 seconds. That was shocking to me. They use the Varsity Blondes as like jobbers, man. Yeah. Come on. I mean, out of all these teams, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know, man. I would probably rather see them in there <laughs> than the Gun Club or Private Party or Acclaimed. But they, well, they treat them like jobbers. Well, right now, they're kind of boring. I mean, they're both good athletes, but Griff Garrison... Uh, Eventually, Garrison's kind of green. Green Garrison. Green Garrison. Brian Pillman is dorky and as far away from a different Brian Pillman I remember from my childhood. He needs to tap into more of his dad. You know, he has like his young dad's, you know, motif going on. Yeah. The young Brian Pillman, the flying Brian Pillman. That's kind of what he reminds me of right now, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, this, this sets up. Uh, okay. So the ass boys turn on their dad. They sign with Stokely. Acclaimed came out, come out and save Billy Gunn. So apparently yep. now Billy Gunn to the acclaimed gun club. Uh, ass boys are now part of the Stokely Hathaway group. Yep. Which is Scissor weird. me, daddy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is interesting. you have any thoughts on why this is happening? You know? I don't know, man. It's so weird. Uh, Clarence is Mason what it is. is stacking them up, dude. Uh... And for Clarence some reason, he, <laughs> and for some reason, he chose the Gun Club uh, over the acclaimed. He don't like rap music, I'm guessing. Okay. Um, either that, or he just really hates Billy Gunn and wants to steal his kids. I don't know. And the acclaimed hmm. really liked Billy Gunn, and Billy Gunn really liked the acclaimed. So, man, it's confusing. I hope it. I hope it turns out. I'm looking forward to the. Uh, Stokely Hathaway Incorporated Christmas picture, though. I guess it's going to be good. It's going to be quite the setup. Yeah. You know, got to get the extra wide lens on the camera. (laughs) Yeah. And Uh, I hope Jade, I hope Jade sits like right between Colton and Austin Gunn like this. Holy shit. Oh, wow. Holy moly. Well, yeah, Jade's going to be the tree. Momentary break, folks. I felt like a whole tree went rolling through my house. That was very weird. <laughs> it it anyway. has moved to your area. Yeah, big thunderstorms in our area here. So 
we may lose this i don't know hopefully not i'm not gonna try to jinx us here but we'll what? try to get through this um no i mean this makes sense just to wrap this up uh this this whole section here gun club heal so diversify him acclaimed uh is you know face so that's kind of why they separated them i think anyway and then you have uh billy who you know people want to cheer so there you go it all makes sense yeah um, sorry i'm very distracted I'll no get back no i could this. imagine <laughs> Uh, oh, wow. Okay. This is what was happening at my house like two hours ago, like while I was watching Dynamite. So it was interesting. Yeah. I was just like, please, Cable, don't go out. Um. So, yeah, we get a hype vid for the Sanjay Dutt crew. Um, then we get a Death Triangle backstage promo. Uh, Pac does the topping, uh, does the talking. Uh, he hypes up the match with United Empire. That's going to be some good, good shit. It is. Right there. Yeah, and Pac's uh, singling out Osprey, so I'm wondering if there's going to be more to that. Um, yeah. After the trios match, if he's going to be, like, defending the title against Osprey. He could But take- I saw a video of Pac uh, yelling at uh, the man with the box head uh, at a previous match, right? Oxhead was uh, clapping for uh, him, and he got in his face. So, well, maybe old Kip will will get some love. We've been following that for weeks now, and and I just want to go on record and say this: that Excalibur called Boxman Kip Sabian on an episode of Dark. Because Penelope Ford came back on an episode of Dark, and when she was out on the outside, she was in front of Boxman. I just like calling him Boxman. The Box Boy. And then, like, uh, when she turned to him, she kind of did one of these numbers, you know, like, "Hey, uh, you're being, you're noticed," type of thing. Okay. Since it is her husband inside the box. Well, you so. know, long-term storytelling—that's what we want. And we're going to get that either way. Yeah. So this, you know, so Kip Sabian could take the title and defend it elsewhere. Same thing could happen with Osprey. Yeah. So I'm 100% down with Kip Sabian wrestling in the box head, beating Pac for the title. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, uh, Next veto, my man, we get Jungle Boy promo. Uh, he gets cut off by Christian. Uh, he denies the challenge. They, you know, he tries to, he tries to like kiss up to Jungle Boy and tries to do the whole thing where he plays mind games and. I'll be your daddy. <laughs> right. Tries to, you know, does that whole th- deal, which is great. Uh, but Jungle Boy doesn't buy it and attacks him, which is also great. Uh, they brawl back and forth. Now security breaks this up. So this is the third time now, third or fourth time now on the show we've seen security break shit up. Now, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to be a stickler here, but this is this has got to stop, Tony. All right. I hate security breakups. To me it's like oh. the it's it's like the it's like the laziest booking thing you can do. The security breakups, and they do this like every week. There's one of these, and and there's four on this show. I can tell you this right now. Whenever I find out that AEW is coming to the Northwest, I'm going to find out how I can get a job for security. Right? See, there you go. Yeah, I want to be AEW security. I think that'd be awesome. Just be like, yeah, man. I can take a bump. Take a choke slam. Here's me taking a choke slam. Yeah. You know, it's all good. I can take a bump. <laughs> yeah. I'll be your security. No, this, and that's basically all I wanted to say about it right there. I'm sure a lot of, sure a few folks share that sentiment. I've just always not been a fan. Security breakups and just like the breakup, you know, break apart thing in general, you know. Yeah. At least just don't. Are you the one in the audience saying, "Let them fight, let them fight," all the time. 
Okay. You might as well let them fight. And apparently that is the idea, but we'll get to that here in a, here in a moment. Yeah. Um, FTR and Wardlow challenged the Duck crew to, to a trios match next week. <laughs> so maybe they'll they'll be like the number I love one contenders. The, I love that's the one you're going with, the Duck crew. The Duck like crew. Sanjay's Sanjay's the most uh, the the most guy you pay attention to in that. I, I don't know. It just seems like he's like the leader. I don't know why. The duck I guess because he's the talker. I guess. I guess Jay Lethal would technically be the leader, but I don't know. It just sounds better. They don't exactly. have a name, right? There is this is an unnamed faction still. Yeah. I'm correct so on that. So far, yeah. Okay, so until further I, notice, I, they're the duck. I was calling them Jay and the Indians, but then I thought that was probably not. <laughs> yeah, that might not but be Duck Crew is safer. I like Duck Crew. Right. Ah, Vito getting us canceled here on our sixteenth episode. Gotta love it. No, I'm just kidding, man. Uh, Kylan King versus Tony Storm. I like her. I yeah. like Kylan King. Yeah. This she's a Cody Rhodes right. girl. Really? Yeah. Cody yeah, trained she's her. A, she's a, uh, um, a Nightmare Factory chick. Okay. Girl. Yeah. All right interesting so you know she has a middling record but you know they needed someone to face tony here she's a dark special right but dark you know has like elevation. a 50 50 record on dark yeah, even, you 14 know. and 12 i think she is uh 12 and 14 or something like that seemed like she was a little nervous to start out but she she loosened up and I think they ended up having a hell of a match. This is like the best Tony Storm match I think I've ever seen, actually. So um I think it was probably her first live TV match. Right. Either first or like first in a long time. So the pressure was probably on. It's the first time I had ever seen her, but yeah, no, keep yeah. her around. Um, Let her work. She can work, she can work just fine. So, you know, uh, two things I want to say. Uh, Tony Storm on that hip attack in the corner. You see the, that? The Sweet Cheeks music. Sweet Cheeks music. First <laughs> of all, two things. She hits that with a lot of uh, velocity. Right. And whoever's working that camera angle, genius. Props to her, Kylan King for taking it, and the cameraman. I'm glad you know you said something about camera angles because I noticed it for the first time in this match. Did you notice? I think they were in the picture in picture when they were doing it, but like they were doing some, they were working in the corner, and they just had these weird like close-ups of of Tony Storm, and just the way they shot it, I was just like, never really seen that shot in wrestling really that often before. That's I don't That's remember the particular one you're talking about, but AEW has a thing for camera angles that you don't see in WWE a lot at all. Well, actually, right. they have it's a lot of interesting to, ones. Yeah, it's all up to who's producing it, you know, and calling the shots on the truck or whatever. That's Kevin Dunn in WWE, and of course, has had the same look for years, obviously. Um. But yeah, they experimented with this camera angle, and I actually kind of liked it. It kind of looked, um, it was very like UFC ish, you know. You see, yeah. you see the the close up <laughs> of their face. Um, you see that more in UFC, I think. You know, when they're like in the submissions and stuff. I liked it. And now I have a uh, not a favorite finish, but it's one of my favorites now. A pendulum DDT. I don't know yeah, if I just yeah. never paid attention to that move, but it's kind of a cool move. It was a cool finish too. Yeah. Pendulum DDT. No, they they work their asses off, and you know Tony, yeah. of course, ends up getting the win. That match only went six forty-five. It so was a damn seven minutes. It was a damn good seven minutes. Sometimes you, you know what I mean. You don't I'm need all about uh, that. Length. Right. Yeah. Goody. Uh, it was a goodie. I was gonna make you know uh, an innuendo yeah. joke there, but yeah, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, y'all know where I was going. Yeah. Um, 
they show Thunder Rosa backstage and she's like clapping, she's like happy, but then she like realizes that like she's gonna have to face her soon. So like, you know. Yeah. Turns out it's gonna be at the PPV. It turns from a look of a smile to a grimace. Um, Not the big purple guy either. She went. <laughs> Four years of high school drama, folks. That's what you yeah, get right that's there. That's it, right there. Solid. Um, <laughs> uh, Truth Busters, best friends, hype video for their trios tournament tag match. Jesus Christ, those guys are comedic genius. I, I loved how they when the when they ended it, the best friends they couldn't like all like agree on what to say at the end. No. <laughs> or it's no. like after they're done, he's like trios tournament. Yeah, <laughs> trios tournament. <laughs> right. He's so funny. Right. He's so funny. Oh, the comedic timing of that was you know yeah. it'll get lost on a lot of people, but man, I thought that was great. Yeah. I'm a big, big Orange Cassidy fan. Bro, you gotta love it. You know, I, I don't care what the haters say. Um, Hook and Zach Clayton hype video. So they're just yep. not going to retire this FTW title, are they, Vito? They're just not no, going to do it's, it. No, it's the, um, it's the, uh, what is it? Um, I don't know. What can I equate it to? It's like the mix between the 24-7 title and the United States title. <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's got an open challenge, but uh, it, does, it doesn't really, the company really doesn't care about it. <laughs> you know. We need to get rid of it. No. We need to get rid of it. Hook, you know. It's, it's a time filler. Hook should have came out filler. and said... You know, after he won it, he should have came out the next week and said, look, the FTW title is home and Red Hook where it belongs. And it's going to go back to the family mantle. You know what he said instead of that? What? what? He said, yep. (laughs) See? Someone said, hey, Hook, I challenge you for that. Let's fight. And he goes, yep. And it's on. See, now he's kind of just stealing Orange's gimmick, and I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's doing this, He's doing the same shtick, basically. Well, they run down everything they have for Rampage and Dynamite next week, which apparently includes a title unification match. That's insane. They're just going to go ahead and do this here. On Dynamite, I'm assuming that we get some kind of a no decision, is what I'm thinking. I'm assuming think? we get a decision with somebody else. Okay. I. Interesting. I feel like because AEW doesn't do no DQs, uh, AEW doesn't do DQs or, you know, uh, um, shitty finishes and shit like that they don't do that no contests and stuff like that so there's never not been a no contest in AEW. there's only been i think there's only been two uh disqualifications in all in the three years of AEW. there's no dqs but there's all kinds of run-ins still you know so it's one yeah of those well things, there's but there's uh run-ins but the match still ends in one two three or a tap out right there's never, there's only been, there's less than five matches that end in anything other than a pin or a tap out. You can go check and see what the, what the number is, but it's less than five. Um, okay. Or may, and that goes for a count out too. Uh, you know, a 10 count on the outside. I'm sure there's less than five. <laughs> Well, I Count buy that. I mean, I know that 10. they try to avoid that. Yeah. But, you know, you do. Deals... I yeah. think I think if they're doing the tile next week, I really think MJF might slide into all out. Ooh. I feel like it. I feel I feel like, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I feel like that something's going to come up and it's going to be like, oh, Tony Khan's making it right. All you internet march 
see I'm not going nowhere this is this is uh this is what happens when you bitch or whatever and then after that after that title match MJF comes in I feel it I want it I don't know I want MJF back I really do and I want him I want him on the angle of this is what Tony had to do to keep me Right. That's how I want NJF. You know, I would love for something like that to happen. And it could. But I'm almost thinking that, you know, there's a reason why they did the hangman thing. You know what I mean? So as much as we want NJF... I don't know if we get him yet. I think we have Hangman get involved in this one. And whatever happens, happens. Maybe we then we then lead to like a triple threat oh, yeah. or something. And the Hangman at, thing annoys me. Right. At All Out. I don't think we see MJF till the pay-per-view. It's just my gut feeling. You mean at the end of All Out, you think? Right. Yeah. At the end of all out, or the that's beginning that's of kind of my gut feeling. You know, I think you do that. You, you got to have something big to end the pay per view on, and I think yeah, having him involved in the pay per view finish is the way to go. Yeah. Um, Either way, man, I'll take it. We just yeah. need him back. It's time. It's been you know it, it seems like they've wasted the the buzz around the promo. I mean, everyone's been saying it. It's no. It's no hot take, you know, for me. It's kind of a thing that's out there. No, it's um, time. It's like, okay, well, where is he? What are they getting? They've done nothing. So it's like. Right, right uh, now is the time to strike that iron. And exactly been. what I just said is the way to do it. Of course. If you believe the sheets and what the original plans were and all that, that kind of leads me to believe that. I don't something believe similar what the original that. plans were. Right. The whole uh, MJF Punk title match apparently was the original plan. For those that don't know, so that could so you could be right ultimately, and they could get to that since that was the plan to begin with. So we'll see. We'll see who is right on this. But Vito, it's main event time, my man. Oh, yes. Andrade, Roosh, Dragon Lee versus the Young Bucks and... And Brandon Cutler. Woo! Brandon <laughs> Cutler. What? What? I missed the main event. Was it not Brandon Cutler? <laughs> it was totally Brandon Cutler in a Kenny Omega mask. <laughs> no. But no, it's of course Kenny, it man. Kenny Omega, baby. Did you see... Uh... Did you see uh, the Dapper Yapper's face when he gets handed the note? When he got the paper, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he got the Kenny Omega entrance. Oh, yeah. man. He's so great. Talk about high school drama class. Yeah, I know. You could see it written all over his face. And, yes, this was um, this was great. I had a problem, of course. Disappointed, sadly. What's that, my man? Don Callis and Michael Nakazawa. Oh yes, we're still doing the Callis gimmick. We're not. We're not letting it go. I'm disappointed. I was hoping for the cleaner, and I got the. Well, it rhymes with cleaner. Well, you know this was interesting. The wiener. Um, (laughs) I noticed something at the beginning of this match Um, Dragon Lee started this with Nick Dragon Lee shook Kenny's hand he shook Nick's hand Matt did not shake his hand Hmm. so they're playing they're playing something out there or yeah or just doing the self-loathing gimmick <laughs> he's the another jerk. thing kenny looks bigger he does kind of huh? 
and is slow. This was weird, man. So it's like it's he gets in there with the shoulder thing on. Eventually he sheds it, right? But it's like Yeah, and he's he got looks, the dad shirt on. Right. He has the shirt on, so it's like it's like he wasn't fully ready. But here he is. So it's just kind of weird. This is know. not a Kenny Omega match. I don't know what I expected when I begged for him to come back, but and we all knew he was coming back. Tony Khan was quoted in saying that he wasn't even bringing the triple the the trios titles back until Kenny was uh, healthy. Right. He said that months ago. But this That's was a quote for Tony Khan. But this was the plan he had in mind, and you know now they've just got to do this plan. Apparently now, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like. Okay, you know, um, I'm really curious if Kenny Omega has been in a wrestling ring at all because, like, he's my favorite wrestler. Oh, I think I'm he's sure. The greatest, I think he's the greatest wrestler. Uh, oh. fuck you, Jim Cornette, on this earth. <laughs> His I'm... moves are, 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 uh, are out of this world, you know, and. I don't know. They he, just were not out of this world tonight. He wasn't as fluid. They they still did some of their like cool spots, you know. they because they have, you know, that's part of the excitement around them doing this. You know, they have these trio spots that they did, you know, did for years in Japan or whatever, right? So, um, and some of those looked pretty fine but yeah there were some parts like when he did the when he did the first like you know fireman carry deal and he wasn't really able to like flip up correctly or whatever yeah, some of the athleticism isn't thing. there right yeah so i don't know and then there's just so much this match was awful it was awful i didn't like it I there thought... was a couple of good things uh, I'm not going to say it was awful. I tried to watch it say, with the understanding that he was working hurt, obviously. I'm going to say that it was it was a good match, just not... It, I just didn't get my Kenny Omega that I wanted to see, which I, I was... I should have known that he wasn't going to be 100%. Also, he came back early for these trios matches because Tony got written into a box, I'm sure. Right. Well, they could have just scrapped the Bucks being in the tournament, or you he know, would have never done that. He, he would have just scrapped the idea of the trios for now. Something had to push him into the trios. Maybe they were banking on Adam to do it, but of course, he can't either, you know. Even though Kenny's their partner, you know what I mean? Like, I think they would have maybe, you know, when it came down to it, if they would have had a healthy Adam Cole, maybe they would have went ahead and done that yeah. instead. Um, I don't know. I think the Hung Bucks are a pretty cool name for a, for a trio's champion. Yeah, see? I mean... Now, also, Vito, and I didn't really, I didn't really comprehend this until just now. Just kind of looking over notes here. This was also like technically a bunch of heels against each other as well. You know, even though like Kenny, you know, even though everybody won't say, dare I say, everybody, but the audience is like, you know. I don't know. I guess you can kind of consider the elite like tweeners yeah. in a way. Yeah, um, especially since they're kind of making their their face turns a little bit, depending on who they go against. Like right. Adam Cole and Red Dragon kind of made them faces a little bit, but then they left, so there's no one really to heal again, or there's there's no one for them to face against. See, you can turn them face if Adam Cole and O'Reilly were to stay there against them and play that heel move. So right. just because they turned on them doesn't mean they're a face. That's what I thought was going to happen, but Nick straight up said they're not going to be here for a while. So. Well, you can't, it, but then again, you also can't have them go face technically 
right now at least because you know we're still waiting on the on the ftr match so you can't go full-fledged face no. i don't know because then you'd have to turn them heel i don't know it's just it's weird there's, <laughs> i just there's shades of gray i just read an article the other day about tony khan and uh nwa's uh relationship on good terms so uh we're just a uh, one show away from ftr getting another title see there you go collect those belts this is like ultimo dragon circa 96 97 when yeah. he had like the nine belts or whatever but yeah this was a pretty uh middling dynamite show to be honest you know to sum it up uh, Vito, I thought the matches were good to great. The rest, to be desired. Of course, I did like the Punk promo. Overall, I'm giving this a two and a half. Really? That's a... Two and a half. That's low for this one. It's pretty low. I don't know uh, if, I've, if I've rated one that low before, but even though I love seeing Kenny come back, like you said, it was rough and... Yeah, you know um, the women's match was good though, and the, the you know the uh, Danielson match, good stuff. Well, there were only two, almost that that Young Buck match went twenty minutes, almost twenty one minutes. So there was two twenty minute matches, a couple shorties, and a bunch of interviews. Right. So I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go three, three stars here. That's fair. Uh, I thought about three, but I bumped it down just because of the the damn security guards thing. That really annoyed yeah. me. Uh, using it so many times on the show. Yeah, something I will point out though, there was no blood in that last match. We'll see. So, there you go. And I also that was for you. I don't want to neglect the fact that we did also have an angle after the match. Of course, the elite win. Uh, now Andrade turns on Dragon Lee. Or, I, I didn't write it down, but I'm trying to remember yeah, it off they, the top of my head. They turned on. Uh, it was a weird finish. Omega hit the thing. The one winged angel. The Bucks hold the guys. Uh, the other two guys. Kenny just kind of like rolls into him and whispers to him. You know, like probably I love you. Great match. You know. And then uh, they roll out. And then those other guys, you know, beat him up and take off his mask. And when mm. the other guys see that took off his mask, they start going towards the ring. Excalibur goes, thank you, good night. And oh. then it goes off air. So they're but teasing. But Rampage is taped after, after Dynamite. So they'll probably have something on Friday telling us what happened. So Dragon Lee is maybe going to become an honorary Oose. Oose. Elites. <laughs> well, I noticed earlier in that I like have in my notes here um, that when they did that uh, that triple squash in the corner, when the El Triple Nobles guys did the <laughs> triple squash in the corner, right? And then they did the drop triple drop kick to the guy. Uh, Dragon Lee looked out of place. And then they did the tranquilo thing where they're like. He was out of place for that, too. And he just looked like he didn't want to do those heel moves. He was just kind of like, okay, well, okay, I'll do it with you guys. Okay. So he just looked kind of like he didn't fit in their heel tag team faction thing. So well, that's a good I pick think up. when it came down to it, they're like, uh, hey, goody good guy. We're going to kick your ass and take your mask. That's a great observation, Vito. You know, so there was yeah. actually foreshadowing during the match that I didn't yeah. even pick up on, but you did. So, yep, that's awesome. Yeah, I got a keen eye. <laughs> well, I guess that about does it for this episode. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us wherever you're joining us at. Uh, leave a review or like it or subscribe. I don't know. Do the stuff. Do the things. Yeah, just be happy my roof didn't fall in on me. No kidding, man. Pray for us with this with this lightning storm. Pray for him. <laughs> Mind games. Anyway, uh, 
This is Pro Wrestling Planet Podcast, pwplanet.com. Vito, Big Vito T, the brand. Okay. Thank you, my man. Hey, let's do this. Let's too sweet this, baby. Let's too sweet this. Boom, there we go. boom, boom, boom. All at your boy. Yeah.